welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, into a very special episode of the Get Around Podcast. This isn't your normal everyday after school special, but this is the 2017-18 girls basketball all region special. We've got uh, honorable mentions, a fifth team, fourth team, third team, second team, and a dream team, also known as a first team, and a coach of the year and player of the year that we will be getting to much, 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 much later in the show. So if you are only interested in certain parts, feel free to fast forward. Or if we've already lost you as a listener, as an audible viewer, feel free to go ahead and turn it off right now. But I suggest that you're going to want to listen to this one. Because it is, as the kids say, on fleek, right? Do the kids still say that? I don't think so. Do they still say that, on fleek? I think that one flamed out pretty quickly. The, the fleek yeah. flamed out? Yeah. I think once it was in a Motel 6 commercial, that was the end of it. Really? Motel 6 used on fleek? That is that is upsetting. Are things still lit? <laughs> things are still lit AF, I believe. I believe so. I believe that is still something they are. It's or absolute fire as the, the squad. Children. Squad goals. Hashtag squad goals. <laughs> We're talking about five squads. We've definitely got squad goals. That had plenty of goals. So why don't we uh, go ahead and get right to it? Uh, But but before I do that, I guess I should introduce everybody here in the studio at the offices of the Traverse City Record Eagle. I'm your host Brendan Queeley. In the studio with me, James Cook, Brett Summers. We've got a job to do, and we're going to get right to it. No time to do the mess around like John Candy in planes, trains, and automobiles. Instead, it is time to get right down to business. Brett, you've got something to say? You were looking at me, you were, your lips were pursed, and I thought you were ready to tell me something. I was just trying to see where you were going with that. With what, the get-around, or John Candy, or all, all, all of, of it? it? All, all of it. it. You had me locked in, but I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a theme. That's, that's, that's probably... Pleasantly a, bewildered. That's, a, that's probably a good... Uh, Pleasantly yeah. bewildered. Locked in, but confused. That's how I go through life. <laughs> so, uh, honorable mentions, and looking at this honorable mention list, you've got uh, a lot of really, really great talent, including a starting off the, the list is uh, a freshman from Glen Lake, Haley Helling, who's more than likely going to be working her way up this list over the next three years. Joining her on the honorable mention list is Caitlin Schaub, also of Glen Lake, Rachel Nesberg of Charlevoix, Jaden Wilder of Manton, Lauren Bramer of Traverse City St. Francis, Kalkaska's Kayla Cavanaugh, Central Lakes Finch Vanneman, Colleen McCarthy, a sophomore from Onekama, Frankfurt's Reagan Thor, another up-and-coming freshman, Olivia Travis, a junior from Elk Rapids, Grace Chandler, a senior at Manistee, Joanne Ogama, senior from North Bay, Paige Kohler from North Bay as well, Megan Culp, a junior from Petoskey, Jaden Weber, sophomore from East Jordan, Maddie Goodwin from Traverse City Central, Olivia Lowe, a freshman from Leland, Shelby Cade, a freshman from Buckley, Becca Bohr, a senior from West, and then Sierra Perquette, a junior guard from Traverse City West. So a lot of really Really good young talent right there that, as I said uh, just moments ago, are going to be working their way up the list uh, in the years to come. Yeah, a lot of freshmen on that list. Yeah, you guys um, well, you, you guys helped me out with this, um, but as I was kind of uh, you know, finalizing the list, I wanted a, 
a nice number somewhere by five. So our entire girls basketball dream team consists of 45 players, which trimming it down to that, um, you know, I feel like we really have a incredible collection of talent here. And but that also means that you know there were still some girls who had good years that um, just didn't make the list. But that's not to say they they didn't have a good season. It um, it was a it was a competitive competitive group. I tried to convince Brett just to for the honorable mentions, just everybody that uh, just go down the roster of every single team that we cover and just put every single name. And he was not about the participation trophy at all. I think more than likely just because he didn't want to do the work of going through and seeing every roster. Also because not every one of those players was deserving of an honorable mention. But the players that are on here were certainly deserving of HM, and the players we're going to be talking about on the fifth team certainly deserving of that as well. All right. Let's kick it off with the 50, fifth team here. Uh, Gaylord junior guard Becca Ross uh, said what, she was what, the second leading scorer in the Big North Conference at 16.2 points a game behind Margot Wifter. Also had 3.2 steals a game, and obviously being the second leading scorer was the first team all-conference. Now, Brett, did Margot Wifter make this list? I think she's on here somewhere, but good to know. as you said before, you might have to wait a while. Okay. We have uh, Central Lake senior guard Sybil Ritchie. Uh, she's going to play basketball at Finlandia. She was a first-team All-Ski Valley pick, averaged 14 points, 7.6 boards, and 2.1 steals a game. Now, James, correct me if I'm wrong, but Finlandia, that is actually in Finland, correct? <laughs> it's in the UP. He's going to correct you. It's in the UP. Close. <laughs> uh, Bear Lake senior guard Yuki Bebenek. Uh, she led uh, Bear Lake to conference and district titles, averaging 13.3 points, 3.4 rebounds, 3.4 steals, and 2.7 assists a game. Uh, Glen Lake senior guard Ali Bonzalet. Um, Not Bonzalet, Brendan. No. Not Bonzalet. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's also not French. I get that. Ali Frenchy Bonzalet. Was it is it uh, German? Is that what it yes. ended up being? Uh-huh. We found out that it was German. Here I am, like, I I'm smart. I looked at a last name and didn't even look it up to see what it <laughs> what the what the nationality might be. But I'm just going to assume that because it ends in L E T that it must be French. But I just like <laughs> that she I just like that she rolled with it when she was in the studio. She's a good sport. She, there's, there's she no let you it. think what you wanted to think. She's as good of a sport as she is a basketball player. And as a basketball player, she held uh, Elise Stuck, who you will be hearing about in a while. Wait, she made the list, uh, too? Yeah, I think so. Unbelievable. She held Elise <laughs> Stuck to one field goal and five points in a regional championship game, averaged 9.8 points, 4.5 rebounds, three steals, and two assists a game for the Lakers. You saw that game against Charlevoix. How impressive was that defensive performance by Bonzelet, who's much smaller than Elise Stuck? She... Yeah, but she plays... Uh, she's fierce. Yeah, she's got a ferocity about her. And not only that, but she was just... She was getting knocked around, and it was a physical game, but she kept getting up and smiling and was just having a lot of fun being the you know being the one to shut down, arguably, you know, uh, one of the best players in northern Michigan and probably in the state. Uh, and then our last fifth team selection is Benzie Central Senior Center Miley Church. Uh, she's a defensive stalwart for, for Benzie Central, six-foot athletic, averaged 8.8 points, 10.9 rebounds, 2.6 blocks a game for Benzie. Uh, I've never seen a player block so many outside jump shots 
as in the couple of games for Benzie that I was able to, to cover. She's this not season. just a rim protector. No, no. I mean, she closes on people shooting shots on the outside, and you know she's long and uses kind of that volleyball technique to get up on a player and then not make contact and not foul either. I think we're getting an idea of how deep the uh, the roster or the, the, the wealth of talent was here in northern Michigan. Looking at the fifth team when you have players like Ross, Richie, Babinac, Bonslet, and Church on there, and that's just, that's just the fifth team. With the fourth team... Um, first name I'll give uh, Elk Rapids. You sounded like you were just about to announce the draft pick. That's exactly with, what I thought. With the fourth team in the girls' basketball We could do it region. that way, but the shtick would probably wear a thing. Shtick. Elk Rapids. Uh, Elk Rapids Jr. forward. Kendall Brown. Um, unfortunately for Kendall, she suffered an injury uh, during the second half of the season that um, ended her year. She was still an all-Lake Michigan conference pick after uh, averaging 12.6 points, 8.9 rebounds, 3.1 assists, and then a one-and-a-half steals and blocks per game. Um, definitely uh, one of the up-and-coming players, and um, I'm pretty happy that you know she still has a senior year to come back and uh, try to make up for that little derailment she had at the end of the season. Grand Traverse Academy guard forward combo player Megan Sharpenberg uh, she was one of only a couple of players uh, on the season, I think, in our area to notch multiple triple doubles. Wasn't she close to a quadruple double, or didn't she yeah. have a quadruple double? Something she, like no, that. She was like, I remember she was flirting with one of them. Yeah, she was like They two, didn't go to the dance together, but... She was like two steals or blocks or something away from a quadruple double. Yeah, that's just absurd. Season, which, yeah. But she's only a sophomore, uh, so I'm... Certainly curious to see uh, what we're going to get from her over the next couple of years. This is such a good line, too, right here. Yeah, 12.3 points, 13.5 rebounds, 5.4 assists, and 4.8 steals. That 4.8 steals is, is huge. That's a that's someone that's just knows where the ball is going to be and is, is, is on top of her game. That's, that's very impressive. Traverse City St. Francis senior guard Sarah Chenard makes the fourth team. She was an All-State honorable mention pick uh, after 11.6 points, 4.1 rebounds, 2.4 assists, and two steals for the Glads. Kingsley center Rebecca Crosby, 10 points, 7.1 rebounds, two steals, and 1.4 blocks. Just one of the many players to have a great year for Kingsley, which of course went 26-1 and and made a run to the Final Four before bowing out to the eventual state champs in Detroit Country Day. Uh, but Crosby was a big-time contributor, as was uh, her teammate Jalen Brumfield, who rounds out the fourth team, also a senior forward, averaged 9.8 points, 5.4 rebounds, 2.6 assists, 2.6 steals. She was also All-State honorable mention. See, at this point, I wonder if we're probably upsetting some people. you got to think, they're like, really, that only the fourth team for said player, this player, that player? I'm sure that there are... Any Kingsley fans uh, out there wondering why those two players aren't a little higher up, but uh, you've got a couple of stags on the third team. And to go along with those two stags, you've got a Husky, a Snowbird, and a Laker. Starting off the third team is Benzie Central a senior, Aaliyah Ross, uh, leader for the Huskies, uh, as always, 11.6 uh, points, seven boards, nearly two assists, and one-and-a-half steals per game. Uh, just a, a, a great great leader for that Benzie Central team. Uh, from Gaylord St. Mary, Junior Avery Bevel, known as the Streak. Do we call her the Streak? Does she 
because she's got the streak in her hair. And you can also call her the streak because she's streaking fast uh, up and down the court. Um, she was the uh, other half of that uh, fierce backcourt with Alex Hunter, who I think is also on the team. Brett, correct me if I'm wrong, but is Alex Hunter also on this team? You're not wrong. You, we don't have to correct you this time. <laughs> I just that's gonna that's gonna be my new thing. I'm just gonna gonna correct me if I'm wrong, and then you guys are gonna correct me every time I'm wrong. Uh, but Bevel uh, first team All Ski Valley um, honorable mention All State eleven and a half points, five boards, nearly four steals, and nearly uh, four assists per game um, from Glen Lake Jen Lacrosse. She was their leader and secondary scoring option. First team All Northwest Conference, uh, nearly eleven and a half points per game. Five and a half rebounds, nearly three steals, and uh, 2.6 assists per game. Yeah, and she had that broken nose in the uh, Final Four game, and then turned right around at the beginning of the soccer season. She's she's playing soccer. She's wearing a mask, but turned right around playing soccer, not taking any time off for that. She looks like Joel Embiid. She got that like the the black mask that she's wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's kind of a, kind of a clear one. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of clear? Kind of? <laughs> kind of. Sort of. <laughs> Slightly opaque. <laughs> uh, the two stags that we've got on here, J.C. King, the junior, uh, light him up, three-point shooter, uh, big contributor at uh, 10.7 points per game, uh, three boards, three steals, uh, one-and-a-half assists, and uh, was a first-team all-Northwest Conference pick. Also from Kingsley, Kelsey Buys, the senior guard, uh, We've discovered that she was nicknamed the Kelsinator because of her uh, defense, uh, one of the best on-the-ball defenders in the area. Uh, first team all-Northwest Conference pick, uh, nearly eight points, uh, two-and-a-half steals, and two assists per game. Yeah, the two the 2.3 steals doesn't really, uh, that number doesn't quite relay how uh, strong of a defender that she is on the perimeter. Well, defense isn't all about creating turnovers. It's about, you know. Stops. Making stops and, and getting in the head of the uh, the uh, defending the, uh, the opposing players, and she certainly did that. And just playing ball denial defense. That was the other thing is she was able to take other teams' best players and just for periods of time not allow them to even get the ball. All right, moving on to the second team, Jimmy James Cook. You've got this one. Yeah, we start off with Manton sophomore guard Abby Brown. Uh, she was an honorable mention All-State pick. Led the uh, Rangers to an 18-4 record by averaging 17.1 points, almost five steals, three rebounds, and 2.2 assists per game. I didn't have a chance to see Abby play until uh, the district playoffs against St. Francis. I don't know if you guys had an opportunity, but, I mean, man, but between her and... Uh, Jaden Wilder. Wilder. Yeah, yeah Jaden Wilder. Um and the rest of their starting lineup is all sophomores as well, so you're going to have a starting five, a, maybe perhaps a, a female version of the Buckley Bears of a year ago, um, you know, where you've got everybody in the same class, all talented players. That that Manton team is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. J.P. Catone has got to be just just drooling at having this team for two more years, together for two more years after going 18-4. and four. Uh, the next one is Benzie Central Junior Abby Bretzky. Back-to-back Abbies. She uh, helped uh, Benzie Central uh, upset the Northwest Conference apple cart a little bit. Uh, they finished third in the league, uh, got 17 wins. She uh, helped average, she averaged 15 points, 7.5 rebounds, 3.5 steals, or 
3.5 assists, and 2.7 steals per game. Belair senior forward Lexi Nepoth is next. Uh, fearless rebounder, one of the best in the area. I, I think she was the best rebounder that I saw all season. Um, Belair, uh, she had uh, 27 rebounds in one game this season, which was a school record, averaged 11.9 a game. Also, I would hope that was a school record. That's a lot of rebounds. <laughs> it is a lot of rebounds. It's <laughs> uh, also averaged 14.6 points, three steals, 2.3 assists, and a little over a block a game. First-team All-State pick, too. And uh, the only two-time get-around athlete of the week during the uh, winter sports season. She snuck right in there. Well, hey, you've got two... Snuck up on all of us. Two great performances. It was well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, Gaylor junior guard Alex Hunter. Uh, she was... a. Uh, Three and D player for the Snowbirds averaged 13.7 points a game on 48% shooting. Also averaged 5.4 assists and two and a half steals a game. She was first com- first team All Ski Valley Conference and first team All State, I believe, for the second year in a row. Brett, I I noticed you asked me for adjectives about Alex Hunter the other night. You didn't use any of them. I just wanted to make sure my description was accurate. <laughs> I think what what was mine? I think I had stealthy. Poised. I don't think either of those were ones that you sent. <laughs> I'm almost positive. Looking back, that's why I wanted to. I'm looking for my cell phone, couldn't find it. Most positive, I used. I think I used stealthy. You did. You 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 actually used both of those. Okay. That you stealthy, just said. Poised, poised, stealthy, and integral. Integral, yes. Or integral, integral, if you prefer. Integral, like the gears of a watch. That are an integral part of well, making... Only if you want the watch to work. Yes. Or only on an old-timey watch. And Gaylord St. Mary <laughs> certainly worked. Uh, the last person on our second team, and then after this you could probably figure out who the dream team is. Maybe, maybe not. Probably. Yes. Probably. Uh, is uh, Kingsley sophomore <laughs> guard Brittany Bowman. Uh, I mean, because of the way Kingsley's team was and uh, how they had so many different factors on their team so many players you could score at any one time um you know her numbers aren't huge but i mean i think next year with after they lose so many players from this year's team i think you'll see a a huge uptick in her numbers next year as she's gonna be asked to carry more of the load but i mean she averaged 11.3 points 2.8 steals 2.5 assists per game and was uh honorable mention all state and first team all conference yeah kingsley's gonna lose about 20 points a game in scoring from three of those seniors that uh, we have went over already in Brumfield, Crosby, and Kelsey Byes. So uh, there's certainly going to be a little more shooting volume to go around. Mm-hmm. And they're going to lose uh, Lacey Benton, who was a player who played regular minutes off the bench as well. Well, shall we get to it? We shall. Shall we begin? And we shall begin with our coach of the year and, surprisingly, the... Uh, he is the coach of the team with the players that have had the most on uh, on this team so far, man. <laughs> that was a great <laughs> sentence. Yeah, you you know what? Just start over. Ooh, me talk pretty. <laughs> me talk so pretty. Oh, so coach of the year. Were you, I'm, were you I'm, like envisioning talking to a girl at the same time oh, as you were trying to say that, Brendan? See, now I got to keep this in here because we all know how smooth Brendan is with the ladies. And by smooth, I mean by like 300 grit sandpaper. That's how smooth I am. 
as smooth as a shot of pickleback. Ugh, gross. Oh, that was just <laughs> awful. Here, just uh, just some advice to all of our Audible viewers out there. Don't mix, like, three different kinds of whiskey. Jaeger, vodka, tequila, and then pickle juice. Ugh. It... You the, the next day, you'll have a hangover that just gets worse as the day goes on. I'm not saying this from any personal experience. I have no idea. So I, don't, I don't drink or do anything bad at all. <laughs> That's not true. I was so hungover Sunday. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh... As much as I'd love to tell the story of my Saturday night and then how it ended up with me walking back to the offices of the Traverse City Record Eagle the next morning to pick up my car, um, that is not the time for this. Okay, guys? I will tell you the story later, but not now. Right now, we need to get into our dream team, and the coach of that dream team is the one and the only... Matt Shellick. There we go. From Kingsley. Makes sense. Makes sense. I tried to, to tee it up before, but as... Uh, you, you were much more eloquent this time around. I, I stumbled all over my words. But yeah, Matt, um, you know, he, he coached Kingsley to a 26-1 record, as we said before, and uh, placed in the Final Four. Um, and, uh, you know, it was... Some might look at that roster and be like, well, you know, that was not that hard. But I think to get a collection of talent like that to buy in and to get rid of the... Um, you know, desire for a particular player to kind of be the individual go, glory. go to scorer. Um, I mean, you got to get everybody to buy into that, and the Stags absolutely did that. And um, you know, while there isn't a single Stag who made the dream team as far as a player goes, I mean, the fact that they had five players on teams two through four, uh, you know, shows you the kind of job that. Uh, he did and how good that team was. Yeah, just because you got a talented player doesn't mean that you can get all of that talent to work together and play together, and he was able to do that. And Like you said, really, really locked down uh, this award this year. James, you want to go ahead and kick it off? And we will start with our first player of the Dream Team, and that would be... Glen Lake senior guard Savannah Peplinski. Sharp shooting Savannah. Yep, arguably the best on-ball defender. I think I think it might be almost a tie between her and Bies. But, I mean, they're both incredible defenders. Um, also had added a big offensive punch to go with it. Uh, she hit 1,000 points this season. Um, averaged 15 points, 5.3 rebounds, 3.8 steals, and 3 assists per game. First team All-Northwest, All-State Animal Mention. They're going to miss her <coughs> a lot. Year. They are, they're really going to miss her. Talent number one but also the attitude that she brings to the court and to the team. Uh, the the way that she plays the game in both a, a fiery, competitive kind of way, but also a very fun way. She's able to, you watch the way that she balances having fun out there with also being uh, aggressive, and it's uh, it, it made her a pleasure to watch. And I, I've been watching her play for four years now. Um, I think she was the first... Uh, girls basketball player that you know stood out to me and that was when she was a freshman I think it was I think it was Glen Lake St. Francis girls was the first basketball game that I covered 
once I started working here in 2014. And, uh, you know, she's just kept improving every year and uh, certainly deserving of being a four-year varsity starter. Up next on the list is Kalkaska's Mackenzie Wilkinson, our uh, reigning player of the year. So we do have a change atop the guard this year. But Mackenzie Wilkinson, senior from Kalkaska, uh, nearly averaged the double-double, 20.1 points per game, 9.8 rebounds per game. Uh, Her outstanding season would have been probably more outstanding had she had a little more uh, talent around her. It's not to say that she didn't have talent around her, but she was head and shoulders above uh, the players on that team, and so opposing uh, defense is new to key on her, and yet she was still able uh, to do what she did. Uh, she had uh, 4.4 steals as well as two assists per game and was the all-time leader in rebounds and blocked shots. She's headed to Davenport and was an All-Lake Michigan Conference and first-team All-Stater. Really no surprise there. The, the That kid's definitely first-team All-Stater, and she was before the season even started. And it certainly carried over in the spring. I think she's probably the front-runner for softball player of the year right now. Yeah, and she's putting her uh, her name in the ring or name in the hat for uh, a player athlete of the year as well, female athlete of the year. Absolutely. Mariah Pringle makes her first appearance on the Dream Team, uh, senior from Brethren. And a Jeopardy category on the get-around just a few weeks ago. How about that? Well, not a category, but she was the uh, a clue in the uh, food for thought category. <laughs> Man, I can't wait until we play that again. i got to... We got to do another Jeopardy here soon. I'm getting too excited and antsy about it. Yeah, you are. I can see it on your face. You're like, I'm like a dog with a new bone, or an old one. Some dogs like old bones. Reeling this one back. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, reel it back in, Brett. Bring it back to life. Reeling back into uh, Ms. Pringle's season. Um, you know, she's a first-team All-State, Class D. Averaged 21 points, 13.2 rebounds, 6 blocks, 2 assists, 2 steals per game. And she, uh, along with Sharpenberg, uh, was the other area player to register multiple triple-doubles on the season. And uh, it almost became a daily exercise in terms of uh, looking over prep calls. And did she get a triple-double tonight? Did she get a triple-double? And... uh, yeah, just a phenomenal player. Brethren will certainly miss her. Yeah, and a player who was massively under-recruited, I think, too. <clears throat> um, you know, she'll be going to Muskegon Community College this year, and I think they're going to get a player that should come in and uh, do some good things for them. Uh, one, We have one player left before we get to the player of the year. So, Our penultimate uh, player. Mm-hmm. And that would be Charlevoix sophomore forward Elise Stuck, household name, dream team choice a year ago. Uh, follows that up with the same thing this year. Um, she made a strong candidate play for player of the year. Uh, this would be the second year in a row that she's runner-up. I mean, she's clear runner-up. And uh, should we... Brett, I know that you had voted for uh, I did vote Elise for last her year. for her last year. Um, we were unanimous this time around in our player of the year choice, uh, but I think we were also probably unanimous in saying that Stuck was the runner-up this year as well. Um, She's certainly the front runner for the next two years, and we said that last year about her being the front runner for the next three years. But well, and she was. But my guess is she's. But I I feel like with 
out a new face emerging that's a top tier talent um you know we knew she was going to have competition for the award this year particularly in uh wilkinson and the player who's coming up as our player of the year and but i don't necessarily necessarily see that level of competition for this award uh next year at least not yet I mean, Stuck averaged to 23.3 points, 9.5 rebounds, 3.2 steals, 3 assists per game. I mean, she's 6 foot tall. She can play point guard. 1 through 5. She's got them all. Yeah. Uh, you know, first team All-State and on pace to hit 2,000 points, which is something that uh, only 31 other players in state history have ever done. Yeah, it's pretty amazing uh, what she's done so far. And, you know, I think the next step for her game, Brendan, and, and we've talked about this, is to, uh, you know, just see that killer instinct. You know, not just the, not just to be the best player on the floor because her physical talents make her the best player on the floor, but the mentality that goes with that to just step on and crush opposing teams. Yeah, demand to be the best player on the floor every single time. I think we saw that when she played uh, Traverse City Central, when Margot Woofter, who we'll be talking about here in a little bit, and that we saw that killer instinct that Elise had when she dropped 43 on Central when she went against who will be our upcoming player of the year. If she can command that type of mentality on a game-by-game basis... She will be unstoppable. Yeah, that's just, it's pl- as simple as that. And I think the the two years on varsity, I think we saw it already at the end of last season. But she's already starting to get that. You can already kind of see that in her that she is starting to get more comfortable with the fact that she is the best player on the court, and that it's okay for her for her to know it. It's okay to be like, yeah. Everybody else on here, I'm better than them, but I'm still going to play my game and still play it to the point where I help out all my teammates. And you can see that. I I imagine huge things from her uh, her, her junior, and I, I think she's just going to be an absolute beast as a senior, and I, I know all three of us here are really looking forward to seeing what she has in store for the next two seasons. Yeah, I wouldn't I won't be surprised at all if one of these two years or even both, you know, she finds a way to average over 30 points a game. Um, you know, round off that double double that she almost had uh, over the nine point five rebounds, and um, you know what's really fun to watch about a player like her is that even as immensely talented as she is, we're still seeing her game improve and develop, just like any other player you would watch. It's not like she's tailor made and ready to go uh, to the next level yet. There's still things that she's clearly working on and improving, and. Um, I think that mindset is the next biggest key for her, as well as maybe a little bit more consistent behind the three-point line, and that would be scary. Yeah, I think if she if she works on those two things and gets those two things improved, I think she's a serious Miss Basketball contender at some point. Now is the time that we've been waiting for. Traverse City Central senior guard Margot Woofter is the 2017-18 record Eagle Girls Basketball Player of the Year. Uh, she averaged 25.2 points per game, um, 3.4 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 1.1 steals, and uh, she shot 44% from three, over 84% from the free throw line, 
she's off to Indiana She was only Wesleyan. an honorable mention All-State. Yeah, that's kind of a shame. But uh, God, people are stupid sometimes. I mean, again, I'll, I'll bring up Brett Dyer again, but again, our soccer player of the year, All-State honorable mention, and here our player of the year in All-State honorable mention. All this shows is that we are smarter than people picking the All-State teams. Agreed. Yep. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> but, uh, you she's know, we, good. we, yeah, she's an excellent player. Uh, you know, we had her as a guest on the podcast earlier this year, um, and I did a feature story on her, uh, you know, which detailed the six game suspension at the beginning of the basketball season that she uh, had to serve out, um, which, you know, kind of had us all thinking prior to the season that it, would maybe missing those six games might make her a long shot to win this award in the first place. I said place. it was impossible for her to win it. And she won your vote. She did indeed. Like we said with Wilkinson, you know, Woofter was always dealing with double and triple teams, um, you know, because her talent level was just uh, head and shoulders above, um, you know, the rest of that team. And, you know, she, they're a young team. Uh, and, you know, I think she earned uh, – a lot of respect from her teammates, from her coach, and how she was able to come back and handle that situation, and and then obviously play to the level that she did. Uh, like Stuck, she also had a forty-point game uh, on the road at Alpina, and uh, you know it. It wouldn't have been crazy to you know see those numbers be even higher. I don't think, um, you know, with a little bit deeper of a talent pool at Central. She, you know, they, they helped, uh, or she helped them have a winning record after she came back. You know, they went 0-6 without her, and then they uh, went 9-7 and after the fact. Just missed out on winning a consecutive Big North Conference championship. Um, you know, they were vying for a district title before they had to go on the road all the way to Marquette, and I think they lost by, I think they lost by one or two points. So uh, that that was a team that was certainly coming together and playing its best basketball toward the end of the year, and you know she was a huge reason why. You know, what my yeah. favorite stat is the of those there. If you guys want to take a guess, what's my of all of those numbers that we see there? You guys have a guess at what my favorite stat is? It's the eighty-four point six percent from the free throw line. She was pretty much automatic. I'm surprised that she wasn't shooting 94.6% because every time that I watched her shoot free throws, she was just like, it, she was super confident up there at the line. And I'm a guy who likes made free throws. I like my players to be able to really? make free throws. And You haven't expressed that opinion I've before. never talked about it ever before. This is the first never time. Never written a column about it. Um, you know, but I'll say it here right now. Free throws are important. And for her to be able to hit 85% of them uh, is just pretty impressive. There are NBA players that can't, or even like the good NBA players, they're shooting 85% from the line. And uh, I guarantee you that there wasn't a boys basketball player around here that was even close to 84.6%. Yeah, and she's doing that often against very unfriendly uh, visiting team sections, student sections, who, yeah. uh, who taunted her quite often while she was shooting free throws. About yeah, she must, have been, she must have been salivating during that Alpina game to drop 40 points on them, you know, with uh, everything that they were shouting at her, so. And, and I think the, one, the other most, I think the most impressive thing about this is that she did all this with 
after two torn ACLs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, we forgot to talk about that. <laughs> Whoops. I mean, yeah, it, I mean it, that cost her basically almost all of two seasons. Yeah, I mean, it, it took her until this year um, you know, to reach that 1,000 points in her career. And you, know, you talked about uh, Stuck potentially reaching 2,000 in her career. You know, if, if Wolfter doesn't... She's a 2,000-point yeah, scorer a, if she doesn't I think she's tear. a 2,000-point scorer if she doesn't tear, you know, tear those ACLs. But, you know, she put in the work to get back. She had her best season, played, you know, the best she's ever played following those two injuries, which is a huge testament to her work ethic. And uh, Not to focus on what could have been, you know, and, and to think about that, but she's a Division One player if she doesn't tear both of her ACLs and doesn't get suspended. I think I think potentially I think you know she would have had <clears throat> you know maybe some Mac Mac potential. I mean, what Div- Indiana Wesleyan is Division Two. Division Two, um, you know, and I think they're going to get a a pretty good bargain. I think because oh yeah, you know because of because of those things. Um, you know, I mean, I talked to one former college coach who, for some reason, Margot came up when I was talking, and uh, just, he just basically said. You know, when we were recruiting, if somebody had two ACL tears, it's, we don't even we don't even talk to them. It's just like, nope. Yeah, I mean that would make I mean that makes sense. You're not trying to throw money uh, after, uh, for lack of a better term, damaged goods. But mm-hmm. she came back and proved to be uh, delivered the goods. Delivered the goods and proved to be the the best player in Northern Michigan this year, and that is why. Trevor City Central's Margot Woofter is the Trevor City Record Eagle Girls Basketball Player of the Year. Now, Brett and I were lucky enough to sit down with Margot for a second time, uh, and she came in the office uh, the other day, signed the big board that we've got here after signing the uh, Trevor City Central foam finger that's still sitting on the uh, uh, memorabilia shelves we have here in the studio. Um, but again, an absolute pleasure to talk to. Why don't we go ahead and listen to our interview with Margot Wolfter right now? Well, we've got Margot Wolfter in the studio for the second time. You are our first two-time guest, so congratulations on that. And also congrats on being named the Record Eagle Girls Basketball Player of the Year. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be back. It's nice to have you in the the studio again. So what have you been up to since we last spoke, since Brett's story came out, and uh, since the season has ended? Are you just getting prepped and ready to go to uh, college, or are you not even thinking about that just yet? You've got more on your plate. Um, no, actually, I have been thinking about college. Um, I got a binder in the mail um, with my May workouts. So I have a basketball training workout, a weights training workout, and then a kind of meal plan. Um, so, and they already are texting, like we have our group chat. So it seems like it's coming really fast. Yeah. Pretty demanding what they're asking of you right now, or is it a lot of the same of what you've done in your own training to this point? Um, the workouts are only scheduled for three days a week. That's what they want the team to do on, like, obligated to do three a week. But um, I like that because it adds more variety in my workouts. And um, Coach Osborne is uh, who put my 
binder together. She played in the WNBA, and she's an assistant coach specifically for the guards at Indiana Wesleyan. And so she made my workouts, um, which was awesome for me because I definitely am learning new drills. And I appreciate that because I know what they expect from me when I get there. Um, so they already also gave me like offensive plays, calls, defensive. So it seems like so you're studying the play playbook already. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel that um, it's been helpful so far? That is it different having that kind of a um, a rubric to follow uh, in terms of you know what you were demanded from in high school and not what's going to be demanded of you in co- in college? Yeah, like I said. I the free time sometimes can get boring, like just doing your same mundane routine in the gym. So I kind of like having a little, okay, three days a week I know exactly what I'm doing. And then I also leaves me enough leniency that I can go to an open gym and do my workout the next day because it's only three days. So, no, I like having a little structure but also leeway with the time. Do you feel that the that your time as a Trojan is already behind you? that your basketball career at Central, I mean, it's done, it's complete, you're, you're finished, but does that already seem like a distant memory, or do you still kind of think about it? Do you still miss, or are you missing the court? Um, I definitely miss the court, especially when I'm in there shooting by myself, and I just take a second to look around and realize that I'm never going to actually play a game in that gym again, and then it's fun because I'll just remember, I'll reminisce while I shoot, I'll remember games, and that, yeah, that definitely bums me out. Um, but I mean, I wrapped up my last exam, so feeling like a Trojan, I mean, forever, I'll always feel like a Trojan, but it does seem like I'm done, which is kind of freaky, but. (laughs) In our conversations before, you had kind of said that, um, you know, you hope to leave a legacy of, uh, forgive me, but of a badass. Do you you feel like you kind of, uh, you you accomplished that on your way out? Of a badass. I don't know. That's what I was going for, necessarily. Um, yeah, I think I've left my mark there. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you talked about, you know, you wanted girls to be able to look up to you and, and, you know, know it was okay to be tough, know it was okay to be intense, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I do, I do think I left my mark, and there's still, like, the younger girls coming up through the middle school and my teammates now that I'm just, I'm excited to watch play, so... I hope, yeah, that our basketball program just continues to grow from here. So you are sitting here, Record Eagle Player of the Year, uh, and you did so missing the first six games of the season uh, because of the suspension, which was detailed in, in Brett's article and we talked about the last time you were here on the podcast. Did you feel that you had something to prove once you got onto the court, that once you got there and said, all right, I need to prove everybody wrong or I need to show everybody that despite what happened, I'm still one of the best, if not one of the best players in northern Michigan. Yeah, no, I definitely felt like that. Um, I knew that there was people talking, and so you obviously want to prove. I I felt like people were just, like, waiting for me to fail or come up short. So I I wanted to live up to the hype, I guess. And I didn't want to leave people disappointed or thinking that I, I've been made out to be better than I am. Was there pressure of failure? Because it doesn't seem like you were all that concerned about failing. You were more concerned about, well, I wouldn't say more concerned about it, but you were concerned about playing your absolute best and bringing your team up to be its absolute best. Yeah, no, I, 
I guess I was, I love to win. And so above all, I think that's what fuels me. And then I know that being a good teammate and lifting everybody up because it's going to take your whole team to win is the only way you're going to win. And so I think that less the fear of failure and more the desire to win. But no, there's times where you're about to go play and you're like, okay, I can't lose. This will just be embarrassing. <laughs> so a little bit feel fear of failure. So do you feel like with Indiana Wesleyan that this is sort of a, a blank slate, a fresh start for you? I mean, because for the most part, it's a whole new group of people that you don't know terribly well yet. And you kind of can just go about how you want to from the very start. Yeah, I do think that that's refreshing that you get to meet new people that don't even know you. And I I just think that I'm headed into an environment that's going to bring the best out of me, and I'm really excited for that, just to be surrounded by really awesome people that are going to make me better. So where do you picture yourself? I, I'm assuming that when you're thinking about playing in college, you see yourself on the court, you see yourself basketball in hand, running up and down the court with your teammates by your side. What does that kind of picture in your head do to you emotionally? Hmm. To be completely honest, I haven't even thought that far ahead. Really? Really, I'm just... So here I am. I'm picturing you <laughs> playing at Indiana Wesleyan University, and you're not even picturing it yet. I might be just because I haven't been on campus. Like, I've only been on campus one time. But I'm I'm just more concerned about being prepared. That's what I feel like. I'm Yeah, that's all I think about. I do have... Not anxiety, but I just feel like I also am headed into a place with high expectations, so I feel a sense of urgency a little bit. Yeah, you don't seem like a person who has anxiety. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, no, oh. you have a lot of anxiety? <laughs> I mean, um, Listen, yeah, look, kind of. Like, you have this, I think Brett and I will both agree with this, when we would watch you, you know, uh, prepare before a game or go out there for warm-ups, you looked like the most confident person in the gym. Like, you were just like... Yeah, I'm Margot Wolfter, and you're going to have to deal with it. Um, I but do there think, is anxiety there. No, there, no, there, I mean, that's just a different situation, I guess. I, th- I think that I, I just do have anxiety. I get anxious about, I want to, I just, I feel like people have high expectations, and I really don't want let, to let anyone down. But I think that's different. Like, games, I go in confident because I know, like, I've put the work in, I guess, where... I mean, it's the same thing. I just have to put in the work, and then I don't feel anxious. But in the time being, it's like I'm going to feel anxious to work until I... Until it's there. Got the result, yeah. Yeah. What's higher, what you feel people's expectations are for you or your expectations for yourself? Um, I think that that's something that I have to check myself because sometimes it's other people when it sh- I think it should be myself. Right now, I feel like I think of more of other people. It's just because, like you said, I'm heading into a new environment, and I really want, I don't want to disappoint the people that I'm headed into. And also, I don't, it's a new phenomenon that they're, they're paying for me to go there. So I'm, I feel like not only am I a teammate and a member of the school, but I'm not an employee, but I'm, like, this is a job. I just in no way do want to, like, that's, I'm not going to rob people of the money they're giving me. So I... I do. It does just. It does feel different. Do you feel like you deserve it? Do you feel like you deserve a scholarship and and what you're getting the 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 playing time that you're gonna get on the team? Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, I'll be like, I don't know if I exactly deserve it, but it's good that you at least feel that way. Yeah. So do you do you know the whole playbook already? Because I, <laughs> I, I, I sort of envision, well, you said you, you have to babysit later today. If the kids are good, I, I sort of envision you, you know, sitting there on the couch, nose buried in the playbook. The playbook? Just sort of occasionally, <laughs> okay, kids are good. <laughs> um, not yet, actually. I still need to go through. There's, like, some hand signals, so... I gotta get everything down. Hand signals like what? Like fist, thumbs up. That's how it was in AAU, so I like that. Okay. That you, because our coach would always like sign to us because it's so loud in gyms. Okay, so all right, so the coach signing you things. And then, yeah, and then. And then you calling out the plays. I, I can call it out or I sign it out. It's just easier, especially like if you're bringing it up without pressure or baseline, you know, that's the, really the only way to do it. And this is way off track, but AAU, it was fun because teams couldn't scout us, like our plays, because we weren't yelling them out. We were doing our signs, so it's just harder to, like, pay attention, I guess. Are you excited at the prospect of, of being the one uh, in, in charge of things at the, at the collegiate level? Uh, are you expecting to go in there being the one that's calling the shots, or do you know that you got to earn a, your place? Um... I think I, I know I need to earn my place, but he, my coach, when, I, when we talked, you know, he said that he has high expectations um, for me headed in and that the offense is going to flow through key players and that I'm going to be one of them. I, I'm excited for that responsibility, but also I already know that I'm going in with just a, such a sound group of girls and an awesome support system, so... Mm-hmm. I almost don't feel like I'm stepping into a position. I feel like I'm having people lift me up there, so I'm excited. Are you afraid to be that far away from your family? I mean, I'm not sure if we touched on this the last time that you were in here that we talked about it, but it's, uh, you know, it's it's Indiana, Michigan. It, you've, you've got some distance there between uh, between yourself and your family. Yeah, I think that right now... I'd say no, and that would make my parents so sad. It's not no. It's just that I'm ready to go. But I know when I get there, I'm for sure going to miss them. My sister was the same way. She was Miss Independent until we left, and then she was a mess, and I know I'll be the same way. I'm more worried about my friends and my boyfriend, but, you know, family too. Well, you'll have to work on that. I mean, friends should be fine long distance. Boyfriend, that will... you. <laughs> You just got to make it work. Right. So yeah. is he going to is he going to college too? Yes. Okay, so he's a senior as well. So yeah. how far away are you guys going to be? Three hours and 25 minutes. Oh, that's not terrible. Yeah, not bad. So, so meet somewhere in the middle. Right. You'll be fine. Yeah. So you are, do you know what you're going there to study yet? Because you're doing a rotation in, in the ER right, right now. Right, yeah, I have an it, internship in the ER. Um, right now I'm saying biomedical sciences and... Um, my internship has opened my eyes to the possibilities in the medical field, so I just don't know exactly where I want to study, but somewhere. What What's something you can share from the internship that's, you know, ex- an example of what's got you really considering that field? Um, honestly, I love the interaction with the people that you meet in there. Like, there's just, there's people that are hardcore suffering going through intense pain and they are just so kind and sweet and appreciative and it just like it makes you want to help them sometimes I just I feel like I feel bad and helpless that I just don't know anything to help them so I'll just get them like warm blankets and water just 
it's like the you'll just meet the kindest people. So and that's why I'd, I don't know exactly where medically I want to go, but I know it's gonna have to be something. So PhD is Dr. Margot Wolfter, is that in your future, or are you not <laughs> yeah, thinking that far? I don't think that far ahead, and I don't know, that's a lot of school. It <laughs> is a lot of school. It's a lot of school. And a lot of money. Yeah. So maybe more of like a physician's assistant Yeah, actually, if I'm thinking PA, that would be. Okay. So take me through what is a, I can't, it wouldn't be a normal day, but what's a general day like in the ER? What has, what's the most interesting a story that you've been around in your time there. How long have you been doing this now? So I've done it over the semester for about 50 hours Okay. so far, and you have to have 60, so a little more to go. Um, the craziest, well, I mean, like, I've seen people die, which was... So you've been in the room when a patient has coded and then died? Yeah, well, it wasn't exactly that situation, um, but yeah, yes, like they came in through an ambulance and passed away, yeah. So how do you deal with that emotionally? Like, I, I've never been in that situation. I've never seen someone die. Um, but to see a, a human life like that end, what does that do to you mentally? Um, it honestly, it didn't seem real until his family came in, and then that's when it was more difficult to keep my composure, but I felt like I had a like a professional responsibility not to cry so I just left the room for a little bit because it was pretty intense um to witness them you know grieving but um to totally bring the podcast the energy of the podcast out I'm yes, sorry it's okay <laughs> no that was my fault another um Probably, like, the most touching experience, though, is a woman who um, was going through radiation, an elderly woman, and then she fell and broke her arm, and she was just, like, already suffering so much, and then to have that happen to her, and she was really kind and sweet, so I, I liked her. So I, I know how seriously you always take the game of basketball, but after experiencing something like that in the ER, does it sort of give a real-life example to the it's-just-a-game yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. Yes, that there's so much beyond. We found out that you are extremely busy, that we are setting up, Brett set up this portrait photo for you for the player of the year tomorrow morning at, like, 8 a.m. yeah. What is your, you say you don't like free time, so what is your, what is your, day what is it full of what are you doing well like I said I took my last exam to this morning so I only have classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays well I have weights every day so um, I'll always go to second hour weights which will be good but um that opens up a lot of free time so I'm gonna have to get my internship hours done and then I just applied um for my summer job so which is Okay, this is kind of ironic with everything. It's Black Star Winery. Um, <laughs> because my, one of my best friends works there. It's purely for friendship. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just as long as you're not sampling any product, <laughs> then you're fine. Yeah, I know. I was just like, it's kind of embarrassing to think about right now. But, yeah. <laughs> so, you are... Like you said, your time as a Trojan is is pretty much done. Are you looking forward to graduation and that day of you know, walking across the stage, picking up your diploma? Or I don't even think they give you the diploma 
that day. Do they? Yeah, they, I think you like they give it to you and then you have to give it back or something weird. Maybe not, but I know that we get to have it in our hand on stage. Like okay. they give it to us. All right. So are you looking forward to that? I am. I do have a level of like anxiety, <laughs> of that is over and everyone is going to off to do their own things. There's security and, you know, always knowing you're going to go back to Central next year and everyone's going to be there, too. And but now I, that's not going to happen. I know. that it's Actually, all my friends and I are having a little bit of that panic moment right about now, but generally well, excited. Plus, you're going to be the last one of your friends due to your last name. <laughs> right, to, right. So you, that's going to be a long wait to the W's, <laughs> long right? Long wait, yeah. Yes. And I've sat through some graduations, so... So you're part of the, uh, what we find out in the article, they're called the Biddies. No, oh, they don't, you're not to cut that out. They were so annoyed that I said it, and I was like, I didn't know. Wait, why were they annoyed? Well, I okay, guess we're, so if we're cutting this out, yeah, but again, I'm the editor, so I decide what, what stays cut, in what. Cut, cut. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have that on there, right? Um, <laughs> I can leave all of you're this You're like, in. try me. <laughs> um, because, oh, because people just are already like, and the bitty like they like to make fun of us. And See, then, now so I have to leave it. Then in when because you just made that voice. <laughs> and so then when they put it in, they were like, "Oh my gosh!" And I and I was, it honestly started as a name that our moms called us, and so now we just call each other that because it's easier than listing it out. We don't expect other people to call us that. Everybody. So, <laughs> so was it just your friends though that gave you the hard time after no, the story? Or no, it was because like no, it wasn't. No, not a bunch of people. Like it honestly wasn't like that. But they were more, I think, like nervous that people were going to think that. Brett and I actually we sat uh, in this room and we did uh, we did a lot of work on the story about you. Uh, we sat in here, worked on the lead, made a lot of changes and things like that. And uh, I mean. It, he, it was incredible as far as I was concerned. I thought it was I thought it was great. What was the reaction? And I can ask this because if you were asking this, it would seem kind of, you know, um, self-aggrandizing. But what was the reaction that you got from people when his article came out? Um, actually, the lady I'm much ago babysit for, she texted me and she was like, I just want you to know that you are such a great role model to my kids and we're thankful to have you. Um... And then I had, I just had a lot of people like approach me and it was, I was awesome. It was a really great article. I do appreciate it. Um, and I'm, I guess it's surprising, like just that people are still talking about it. Like literally, I think yesterday CL was saying that at a track meet, like kids from Frankfurt were talking about it. So. Is it weird to be the topic of conversation? Um, yeah, for sure. And a little weird for just like that many people to know my business kind of, but. Sure. Were you yeah. mad at Brett for that? No, I I thought it was like it was really respectful and I appreciate the light you portrayed everything. Yeah, it was awesome and I thought it was well written. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird to sit here for this part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Margot, thank you so much for coming in and sitting down with us. Congratulations on everything from. You know, player of the year uh, to going to college to your new job at the winery. <laughs> um, well, I don't know yet. To your your babysitting job and ER internship internship and I don't know everything that you do that makes me seem or feel I feel lazy now, <laughs> hearing everything that you do. Uh, thank you for taking time out coming in here and talking with us. Yes, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> I got so much on my mind right now. Show that hero tail, get my baby thirty thousand. Buy for me, buy for me, yeah.
Another big thank you to Margot Woofter for dropping by the studio here and talking with Brett and myself. Always do appreciate that. Congratulations to her on, again, being the Trevor City Record Eagle 2017-18 Girls Basketball Player of the Year. Before we get out of here, uh, why don't we go ahead and run down the Dream Team one more time. Coached by Kingsley's Matt Shellick, also on there, Glen Lake's Savannah Paplinski, Kalkaska's Mackenzie Wilkinson, Brethren's Mariah Pringle, Charlevoix's Elise Stuck, and the aforementioned Margot Woofter. You know what I like about this group as well? I mean, just by happenstance, but uh, you know, we ended up having all four classes represented by those six individuals, class A, B, C, and D, all uh, taken up real estate within this latest rendition of the Dream Team. And not only that, but it would make a really good team. Oh, yeah. I, I was looking it at this list it, it would, the other night, and I'm going, man, if you put those five girls on the floor together, damn. Not only would they, <laughs> not only would they win every game, but they would, uh, margin of victory, I'd put them at 20 points. Yeah, that would be... I think they win by. I think they outscore their opponents by at least twenty points every single game. Yeah, and they're you know it's a it's a group where not really any one player has a similar or the same skill set as anyone else on the team. Right. They're all five very different, differently talented players. Um, could you seriously though, if you were another team, could you imagine having to step on a court against Woofter, Stuck, Pringle, Wilkinson, and Paplinski? That'd be pretty darn tough. I would just, I'd throw up my hands and be like, I'm, no, I don't want to do this. I mean, you've got. I'm good. I'd rather, I'd rather not. I'll watch them play, but I don't want to play against them. And really, that's a, you know, that's almost a positionless team because you've got essentially four players on that list uh, that could play the point. You've got three girls with the size to play forward position. Um, Stuck or Pringle could play center. You know, as we talked about Stuck individually, she could play all all five. So just you know, the offense that you offensive flow that you could create and matchups that you could take advantage of uh, is crazy. You know, I think you know Wilkinson or Woofter could both play shooting guard. Um, that's a that would be a really fun team to watch play. I would pay money to see that. Yeah, like I, I would. That is worth the price of admission. Whatever the admission would be, I would. Yeah, I, I would. I would definitely love to watch those five girls play on a team together. And the and the the flexibility of that lineup. I mean, like you were kind of alluding to. I mean, the, to have the size with Pringle and Wilkinson to not have to play stuck in the middle. Yeah. To have to have some. Poor small forward from another team. <laughs> <laughs> Have to guard at least stuck. <laughs> Would just be a nightmare. And then yeah, Wolfter at the point guard and Susanna Paplinski playing defense on a on the on the opposing best guard. Yeah, and then and well, and then with, with stuck Pringle and Wilkinson on the floor. You know, Woofter and Poplinski never have to crash for a rebound. <laughs> you know, they're immediately back on defense or trying to trap whichever opposing player does bring down a board. But I'm with you, Brennan. I'd, I'd drop some cash to see that, that team play. Well, that is going to wrap up this very 
very special episode of the Get Around Podcast. The girls basketball all-region special. Congratulations to all of the players named to all five of the teams and the honorable mentions, and congratulations to the coach of the year as well. Congratulations to all of the players in northern Michigan uh, that we were lucky enough to go out and watch. And thank you to our Audible viewers for tuning in again. If you are looking for this in the print edition, it will be in the Sunday, May 13th. 13th edition of uh, the Traverse City Record Eagle. So make sure you stop by wherever our lovely paper is sold and pick up a copy, or you can check it out online as well. I've been your host, Brendan Queeley. In the studio with me were James Cook, Brett Summers. Enjoy the rest of your week and come back next week when we will have the Boys Basketball All-Region Special.